0: This portion of the show is sponsored by MidStrike Magazine, the first diverse digital runners magazine. Visit MidStrikeMagazine.com to read the latest issue and be sure to subscribe to the mag so you'll be updated first when a new issue drops. 2020 was a year that I don't think any of us will ever forget. So let's talk all things that went down in running this year and the future of the Runway podcast coming up now. This is forever going to be my favorite music. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Runway Podcast. I am your host, Kim. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the family. I am so happy that you are here. If you are a return listener, welcome back. I so appreciate your loyalty throughout this 2020 craziness that we have been going through. This episode is basically going to be a wrap up of all things that went down on the run wave in 2020. Now, when I started this podcast, it wasn't planned. I just woke up one day and said, I want to start a podcast. <laughs> and it went into motion. I asked a couple people, you know, about hosts that I can use. I ended up doing my own thing with that and, you know, got advice on my artwork, which I ended up changing <laughs> later down the line anyway. But, you know, the runway was never like a planned out thing, it's always been like spurred a moment. I don't plan out my episodes months in advance. If I see something happening, in running that I wanna talk about, I talk about it. That's what this podcast is for. I started this podcast to talk about things that runners, we talk about together in our little groups, but we don't talk about on a wide scale. So when I first recorded those four episodes on March 8th in a New York City hotel room, my plan was to record A few episodes with different New Yorkers every month, air those for the month, and repeat that cycle every single month. And it didn't quite end up that way. You know, I also wanted to I I travel a lot to run. So I was going to go to different cities and chat with those runners in different cities as well. So it, it was, it wasn't meant to only be a New York podcast, but I'm in New York. And I know a lot of runners in New York. So that's that was the basis of this show. But then COVID hit and The show went in a whole other direction, and I'm just, I'm actually not mad at it because I got to interview a ton of people that I would have never thought to chat with otherwise. I got to talk about a lot of topics that were never even on my radar to discuss on this show. I only wanted to talk with real runners about happenings in the running community. So 2020 was a complete disaster, but it also turned out to be a blessing for me and this little runway podcast because, you know, people are tuning in and people are listening and talking about the show. And I'm happy that I get to contribute my small part to this sport of amateur running that is it even amateur running? Is probably more like recreational running because we pay to run, right? We're not getting paid to run. Most of us are paying to run, so you know, it's just nice for me to have been able to talk about this recreational sport of running that we have all grown to know and to love. I had the opportunity to interview quite a few interesting people in 2020 from. Similar and different backgrounds, so my first episode of the show was with Ronald Joseph. That show was entitled "Cocky Fast Long Distance Runners," and just to do a little quick catch up with Ron, he's still cocky, he's still fast, and he's still running long distances. <laughs> But Ron has taken his talents to the West Coast. Ron has relocated to San Diego. So this lifelong New Yorker is now on the West Coast, pounding the pavement out there. If you follow him on Instagram, he's still a hoot. You either love Ron or you hate Ron, but to get to know Ron is to love Ron because He tells it like it is. He keeps it 100% real. On my last episode about the RRCA, he said, if you don't have a USTA coaching certificate, you don't have anything, paraphrasing that (laughs) (laughs) that cracked me up because Rod just doesn't care. He keeps it real all the time. And those are the kind of people that I like, people that keep it real. And that is definitely Ron Joseph. So he is out in San Diego now. He's not terrorizing the New York running community anymore. (laughs) He's out there getting his local legend status on Strava, which is dope. This little local legend thing on Strava is a hoot to me because I'll never be a local legend. But... I'm going to hit some routes in my neighborhood that I think no one else has hit so I can get local legend status too. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. But yeah, kudos to Ron for making the move to the West Coast. That's awesome. And I wish him much success in all he does. I know he's going to be hitting a lot of first place tapes out there and, you know, just continuing to do his thing and wishing you all the best. Ronald Joseph, my first guest on The Runway Podcast. Next up on episode three of the show, I had Amanda Addison, and that show was entitled Runners Turn Triathletes. And Amanda is my girl. You know, we met a couple years ago um, through our running club, and we became fast friends. And throughout this pandemic, I mean, Amanda got me back on my bike. I hadn't biked in forever. (laughs) She had my butt out there hurting, but I was out there biking. And she's been a great friend throughout this pandemic. And she her show was runners turn triathletes. But Amanda has transitioned into a photographer. She's still running, you know, still working out, but she has been doing her thing on the photography front. So check her out. Her Instagram is A Fariah Shot It. So it's a f a r i a h. S-H-O-T-I-T. And if you notice, the Runway had a mini makeover a couple months ago. Amanda shot that cover photo of me for the Runway podcast. So thank you so much, Amanda. Keep doing what you're doing. Make sure you check out her Instagram because she's been following all of the protests all summer long. And her footage has been amazing, um, chronicling what has been going on in this crazy country that we live in. So definitely check her out. And she's one of the runners that are just branching out and doing other things. And I am so proud of her. So thank you again, Amanda, for being one of my first guests on the show. On episode 11 of the show, I had my girl Harriet Small from London on and I love when I get to chat with people across the pond because their accents are just so mesmerizing. And Harriet is still in London, still out there doing her thing. She is a comms manager in London. And you should follow her on Twitter because her Twitter is, it's captivating. And check out her Instagram stories as well. She's just, she's so smart and she she's doing what she loves to do. And just her content is so thought provoking. And she's just a good account and a person (laughs) if you can be friends with her in London. But she's a good uh, account to follow on Instagram. So her IG is Harriet Smallies, H-A-R-R-I-E-T-S-M-A-L-L-I-E-S. Go ahead and give her a follow and tell her that Kim from The Runways sent you. Thank you again, Harriet, for being on the show. On episode 12 of the podcast, I had Karan Allen. And that show was entitled Running and Politics. So Karan was running for a local office in his city of East New York, Brooklyn. Unfortunately, he didn't win Um I think due to low voter turnout, people just do not vote these days. And it's it's baffling to me why people don't exercise their right to vote, because he just would have been a great addition to the state Senate in New York. He is just a young... Um, active voice. He is so active in his community. And i he is one of the people on Instagram that I look forward to their posts because he's just always doing something positive, doing something that's going to help improve his community. So uh, make sure you go and follow Karan Allen. He is He's just dope. And I know in the future, we're going to see Karan in political office. He's going to go above the state Senate. Karan might be the mayor of New York City, the governor, who knows. But kudos to Karan Allen. I wish you nothing but success. I know you are going to be a rising star on a political scene. And I can't wait to see what is to come from you in the future. Thank you again to Karan for being on The Runway Podcast. On episode 15 of the show, I had Donietta Edwards and the title of that show was Runners Branching Out into content creation, and if you heard that show, Daniela had like a viral video on TikTok. It had like a million views, and you know that crossover to her Instagram and her her IG blew up. She has a ton of followers now. But what good came out of that episode? When I was down in Atlanta visiting my uh, mother me and Donyetta got to do that interview in person. And we just vibe so much. We we met plenty of times before throughout, you know, throughout the years in the running community. But that's really the first time that we sat down and really had a conversation. And we just had a crazy vibe going on. And that led us to start a podcast together called late twins experience. And that podcast is like the total opposite of this one. You know, I'm able to let loose, you We do a lot of cussing on that show. We do a lot of talking about you know what's going on in pop culture things that piss us off on the internet for the week (laughs) so if you're interested in seeing another side of Kim and you want to get to know Donietta definitely check out that podcast it's called Lay Twins Experience L E Twins Experience you can find us on Instagram Twitter Spotify Apple Pandora all of that and make sure you check out Donietta her Instagram is Dieta D Y I E T T A. So shout out to my twin. Thank you for being on the Runway podcast. And great things came out of that. And great things are to come. Thanks, Danyetta. I talked about quite a few topics on the show this year. Some of uttermost importance that needed to be talked about. Um, others that were funny, and just some things that just needed to be said about certain companies that people were just keeping too quiet about. So first up, I did a two-part series called Running While Black. I actually collaborated with some other podcast hosts on this one, and we had guests on the show as well to talk about the topic. The topic came about from the ruthless murder of Ahmad Aubrey while he was out jogging in Georgia. And just an update on um, the Ahmad Aubrey case. Um, as of November 13th, his two murderers, Travis and Gregory McMichael, were denied bail again. So they are still sitting in a jail cell. And their accomplice, whose name is William Roddy Bryan, he is also still sitting in jail. He was denied bail as well. Although they haven't gone to trial yet, it just gives me a a little bit of hope that the justice system is not totally broken, although we know that it is, but at least these animals are in jail and not home, you know, lollygagging about for killing Ahmaud Arbery senselessly because he should still be here. And I think that case hit home for so many of us runners, especially because he was He's black, he was a young man. I have a young son. That could have been my son out running and getting killed for no apparent reason. So, you know, I just hope that, you know, I'm guilty of this as well. I know a lot of us are, but let's keep using the hashtag I run with Maud. I know we were doing it, you know, running for his birthday and we did it a little bit after and we stopped doing it. And that happens. You know, we forget about things that don't directly affect us, but let's continue to use that hashtag, contribute to, you know, getting, keeping these criminals off of the street. And, you know, let's just do our part as runners and come together as a running community to keep his name alive. And God, let's just hope that these animals get convicted and rot in jail for the rest of their life for killing this poor boy. Also in that case the district attorney uh, Joyetta Holmes she was actually defeated in the last election so there's now a Democratic district attorney who is coming in Flynn Brody and And he has promised to prosecute this case to the fullest extent of the law. So we will be watching closely what goes down with the Ahmaud Aubrey case. Hopefully, you know, when they do go to, hopefully they cop a plea and they go to jail for like 25, 30 years, but I don't think that's happening. But if they do go to trial, hopefully, you know, it's a, a fair trial and they get their just due rest in peace to Ahmaud Aubrey. Next up I talked about this whole Runner's World cover controversy and if you remember it was I'd say mid to late June uh early July that people were putting themselves on the cover photoshop covers of Runner's World magazine because Runner's World was just so white, and the title of that episode, episode fourteen, was "Runner's World, so white." But are you really surprised? And why do you care? And as of today, I still don't care. <laughs> I mean, it baffled me why people of color will put themselves on a magazine that barely put anyone on their magazine that looked like you. You know, I mentioned in that episode that I had a free subscription to Runner's World, but I never paid for it because it was so white. Runner's World was so white. There was like no people of color on that magazine. So Runner's World was really out of sight, out of mind for me. If I didn't see those covers coming up on, you know, my feed, I would have never even known or care what was going on with Runners World magazine so yeah actually let's see what's going on with Runners World today because I haven't really followed up to see how their Instagram looks or how their covers are going and y'all know I'm going to record this and I'm gonna put it up on the screen right here so you can see it right along with me okay let's see let's open the first post Oh, it's up a little boy, and he's pushing a walker. Ne- I'm on their Instagram, by the way. Next post is a white Santa. Next post is a gentleman. I don't know. He's in the snow in front of his truck. I don't know his nationality. He's racially ambiguous. White woman running. White woman running. A shirt. White woman running. This woman looks of Asian descent. White woman running. A black pregnant woman running. Uh, Black Lives Matter post. White woman running. White woman running. A black club out of Milwaukee running. Fear Milwaukee. Asian woman ringing a bell. Two white people. (sighs) A diversity in running post. Another white woman. Another diversity in running post. White woman White woman, white people, black person, (sighs) runners join the movement. You know what? I'm done. I I still don't care. Runners World, I just don't care I don't know why y'all care I don't care they can have as they could drop as many black people on that cover as they want I still don't care Runners World is not getting a cent from me this is the last time I'm going to mention Runners World on this show they're not getting any more promotion from me by Runners World magazine now what came about from that Runner's World controversy. I've just mentioned Runner's World again when I shouldn't have, but (laughs) episode 17 of the Runway Podcast, which came out July 30th, introduced Midstrike Magazine to the world. Midstrike Magazine is the first diverse running magazine and it is a digital magazine and it debuted around that time and I was so happy that I had the opportunity to interview the founder of the magazine Jesse on the show I'm not going to say his Instagram because he 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 likes to be shy <laughs> If you DM me, I'll tell you, but it was nice that I got to sit down with the founder of the magazine and ask him how the magazine came about. Because if you think about it, there are no running magazines dedicated to us and it's diverse. So it's not only black people, which when we, we chat frequently and you know, I tell him it's time to put someone else, you know, on the cover and it's coming. You know, there have been other ethnicities in the magazine, but it was created for a uh, by us but it is a diverse digital magazine so it does feature people other than black so it's BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color. This magazine is for people of color. So if you're looking for an alternative to that other magazine, make sure you check out Midstrike Magazine. Go to midstrikemagazine.com to read the latest issue. Uh, You can go on their Instagram, Midstrike Magazine. They're on Instagram, Twitter. He's barely on Twitter, so don't go to Twitter. (laughs) But he's on Facebook as well. Just search Midstrike Magazine and subscribe for updates so they come right to your inbox as soon as the magazine drops and make sure you follow the magazine on instagram as well because a lot of articles well previews of articles are posted on there so you can see you know where it's going and it's it just features real runners which i love and it features just runners that you may have never heard heard of so it gets us as a running community to broaden our horizon and learn about other people how they got into the sport and where they are going in the sport so mid magazine my new favorite running magazine thank you so much jesse for being on the runway podcast and i'm just looking forward to seeing where this magazine is going in the future Next up, episodes 20 and 21 feature the Atlanta Track Club. And whoo, episode 20, I went in on Atlanta Track <laughs> Club. You know, I, I ran the Peachtree Road Race, I think, for the last four or five years, maybe four years. And you know, I I was always in Atlanta on the Fourth of July, so that's why I ran the Peachtree Road Race. And I knew when that lottery Came out that we all knew that that race wasn't happening. Okay, no races were happening at that point, and you know we. Okay, I thought the lottery was a money grab, and after they did the lottery and then they changed the date of the race to Thanksgiving, they canceled their other Thanksgiving race. I said, "What the heck is going on?" They knew that race was going to happen. They did the lottery anyway, and it's a hot mess. <laughs> so you know the director of marketing jay holder he heard the show and he wanted to come on the runway and you know talk about what happened with that lottery and you know what it was actually jay holder and rich rich kanad the ex- executive director of the Atlanta Track Club and you know what I commend them for coming on the show because I'm always nice I'm really nice but I ripped them a new one on that episode I was not pleased with with what they were doing so it's commendable to me to see someone get in the hot seat and come on this show to answer the tough questions so yeah those two episodes were great I was glad that they came on the show some of you weren't happy with what they said but it it is what it is. You know, I spoke with one of my run buddies down in Atlanta, and she did say that she wasn't renewing her membership because she didn't like the way that they handled the whole uh, peach tree um, debacle. And because they didn't give any discount on the membership fees for 2021. Because Atlanta Track Club, if you're a member, you get entry into uh, free races, and because of COVID, a lot of those free races didn't happen, so people really lost out on their membership fees for 2020, and there were no discounts for 2021. So that's just one person's um, stance on why they aren't renewing their membership. If you're renewing your membership, Uh, I'd be interested to know why and what you're expecting from the Atlanta Track Club in the future. So, you know, kudos to the leaders of Atlanta Track Club for coming on the show and answering the questions. I appreciated that. I'm sure a lot of people appreciated that as well. On episode 24, I talked about why I am no longer supporting rock and roll races and Ironman races as well. If you didn't know, the two are owned by the same company and uh, I'm not going to go ranting and raving on (laughs) why I'm not supporting them again. But if you want to know a little bit of this, I registered for, um, I registered only actually I registered for two races this year with rock and roll. I did Arizona in January, and then I was registered for Seattle in June. As we all know, COVID canceled most races, and they canceled that June race. I registered for the 5K and the half marathon. So they said that the half would be rescheduled for next year, but the 5K would be canceled. And I was free to run a 5K in another city. Do you think I'm going to fly to another city to run a 5K no, <laughs> So I was pissed about that. I emailed them, I tweeted them, they ignored all of the. I never got a reply back from them. and they told they told the runners to email them, but they don't reply to emails. So that left a bad taste in my mouth. You know, I have the link to register for Seattle 2021. I don't know if I'm gonna do it. I mean, I'm going to lose my money that I paid for the race if I don't do it. So, you know, I'm on the fence because I don't want to support this organization. Although they already have my money and they're not giving it back anyway. I don't want to support this organization, so I'll keep y'all posted on what I'm going to do if I'm going to run Seattle, if we can even travel in 2021, June, who the heck knows what's going to happen, but yeah, rock and roll and Iron Man, y'all are dead to me. The last big thing that I was talking about on the show this year was episode 23 and 27. I talked about Rebuild NYRR, which is an account on Instagram of current and former employees who were um, airing out things that were going on within the organization that were (sighs) you can go on the page to read it it was a lot of the things were really unbelievable and for someone like me who's from New York who runs New York Road Runner races I was just so turned off by the organization but just last month or was it this month I don't know. It could have been the end of November, early December. The CEO has stepped down, Um, and you know it was just a good thing because the things that they were saying that he was doing was just despicable. And you know, New York Roadrunners Runners never commented negatively about him, and the setup they gave him it was pretty paltry, but it was just nothing bad. They said that he's stepping down. They didn't say he was fired, that he was put out, but. Uh, We all know allegedly that he was, you know, put out of that job because the things that there had to be some truth to what was being said, because it was just too many. It it was only it was one account. We don't know who's running the account, but it was just too many egregious that people would not make stuff like that up. It was just too much. And I just hope that New York Roadrunners lives up to their promise you know, to make the organization more diverse and put someone of color in that position. We don't need another old white man, another young white blonde woman, you know, in that position put someone in there that reflects because I know the board doesn't reflect your whole body of runners, put someone in there that reflects someone else other than white. They don't have to be black, they could be, you know, anything, just put someone in there that that other people can relate to period okay so a lot went on on the runway podcast this year and I'm just so happy that I have been able to ride this wave for the past nine months it's been wow but I just want to thank all of the runners that appeared on the show and I'm gonna name y'all by name so Joe Athletic who was from New Zealand living in Paris it was so great having you on the show James Ravenel and Devon Cully founders of Black Runners Connection they were guests on the Running Wild Black show uh, Philip King he was on the show two times he talked about his pyramid challenge and also you know his experience racing during during COVID, he was like one of the first people that I saw that ran a race during COVID so it was great having Philip on the show twice Uh, Nadu, Brenda and Tangie they were on my show entitled Runners Working the Front Lines During COVID-19 it was so great to have them on and to get a perspective of what it was like working through the pandemic and being a runner Uh, thanks to Olivia Freepong she chatted about her epic 1000 day run streak I don't know how she did it but cool Kudos to you, Lib, Lugina of Tread Chic. It was great having her on the show. She is from Queens, New York. I, I always bond with people that are from New York. We just we just got something in common. So it was great having Lugina on the show. I just got a treadmill. So you know, now I'm going to be doing your workouts, girl. <laughs> Michael Martinez, my boy from Atlanta, Georgia. He was on talking about his first experience racing during COVID at an Atlanta track club Event. And lastly, Corey Joyner. He completed a marathon during COVID 19 and he talked about his experience, which was great and gave us a perspective of what it's going to look like when racing opens back up, hopefully in 2021. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Runway podcast in 2020. It This has been a tough year for everyone. And You know, I'm just so appreciative to you for riding out with me during this time. I know a lot of us haven't been commuting, and that's when a lot of us listen to podcasts. And I'm just... Happy and excited that people actually tuned into this show to listen a little on me blab about running. So thank you again for tuning in. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast so you get notified every time I upload a new episode. I'm trying to get back on a weekly schedule. You know, I may miss a week here and there. Um it gets busy. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. You know, I have two kids. I have a little one. And you know, I just have to get it in where I can fit it in. (laughs) So thank you again for tuning into the Runway Podcast. I want to wish all of you a happy new year. And hopefully we have a much better 2021. And just continue to ride this wave with me. It is only going to go up from here. So I will catch you on the next one. Later. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Be sure to subscribe to The Run Wave on your favorite podcast app and leave us a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. It would really help me out. If you are a runner that has a story to tell and you would like to be on the show, you can email hello at therunwave.com or send us a DM on Instagram to The Run Wave. See you next time.